Hello, everyone. Mystic Chick here. It's about that time to grab your ghost teeny, Jeffrey Dahmer, or Enchanted Ooze, and get settled into a big, puffy cloud of positive energy to contemplate another morsel of mystic goodness. We'll be discussing top favorite haunted spots around the Chicagoland area. Um, I have some local favorites, which I may actually end up launching into in a second. Hello, Virgo Lass. How are you? Hello, Mystic Chick. <laughs> this was a little bit hairy. I apologize. I was taking a phone call like right as the show was supposed to go live, but it was uh, getting some medical test results. So I couldn't like <laughs> say no. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I- I'm sorry, but I have somewhere to be right now. <laughs> Can you like, tell them speed it up with those results? <laughs> I'm like, I-, I can't talk right now. And they're like, but we have test results. And I'm like, well, then I can talk. <laughs> right. It's like, give me the Cliff's notes. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me more. <laughs> Uh, luckily everything's fine so woohoo yay <laughs> they weren't even for me <laughs> oh that's not fine <laughs> it was like i i need to know then because you know <laughs> so um yes this is this is a, a fun one haunted places i wanted to go over the cocktails with you because i know yes. that you were <laughs> madly madly clicking on and uh I kind of just kind of ran through them and I'm like, wow, these are really dark. (laughs) (laughs) Haunted cocktails. I was trying to find ones that were like, you know, symbolic of representative of like haunted places. And there were several in the ghost realm, but I ghost teeny was one of them. Oh, I want a ghost teeny. Ghost. (laughs) Yes. And um, a Jeffrey Dahmer and and what's in that (laughs) yeah i figure i'll do the ghost teeny last because i had that on a separate page but okay so the jeffrey dahmer now i'm scrolling back up there were a few fun ones on this this is from the (laughs) drinkmemag.com the top 13 creepy cocktails to haunt your senses this Halloween. Now, granted, it's not Halloween unless you're us. It's always Halloween. Exactly. <laughs> Halloween is every day. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so that actually brings me to thinking about an, uh, some upcoming episodes that we have planned. But but there are different things where it's like, yeah, it, it really is a lifestyle. Like you can't just have one day or like a certain time of the weekend for certain things. You got to just go all out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just make it your entire life. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So, oop, I went to Enchanted Ooze. Okay. I'll do Enchanted Ooze first because I'm right here and then we'll do Jeffrey Dahmer. So the Enchanted Ooze actually looks like a glass of ectoplasm. All right. So I'm getting some chartreuse vibes. (laughs) It really, and you know, we talked about kind of the magical green drink and that is definitely what is in this. It's got, um, well, it says a mist of absinthe. What the heck is that? A mist of absinthe? Two sprays of absinthe. (laughs) That's hilarious. That definitely (laughs) sounds like something that you would get at like a really fancy um, sort of cocktail bar where like I went to a bar once where um, they infused the drink with smoke, but like they actually like put like smoke, like blue smoke into it with a contraption that they had. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, that so it wasn't like that creepy liquid smoke stuff that they. No, like, it wasn't. Done. No, this was authentic. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's, but I kind of feel like it's the cheap like Walmart version. Like, well, we got to make this bottle last for a bunch of customers, so you get a mist, but you still <gasps> right. get it. It's technically in there. Like they put the absinthe into a plant mister. <laughs> they That's do, they what I'm envisioning. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got two ounces of house-made pear infused. Oh, come on, Tito's handmade vodka. I'm not doing this. I'm. <laughs> it will be something else. It will be something spectacular like Chopin. It will not be Tito's, but that's what <laughs> Stoli, this. Stoli, darling, Stoli. Oh. <laughs> Just come on. Uh, then two slices of muddled pear. And can you clear up the whole muddling situation? I mean, I guess it's it's kind of what you would envision. Like, you know, they, they take like, I mean, I know how it works with muddled berries, but pear, I mean, maybe if it's already cooked, like they're stewed pears. And so they're already kind of soft. And then you put it into the glass and you just take... Um, take like a swizzle stick or something and you just kind of like swirl it all about now that's sexy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, before i continue i should say that they describe this drink as enchanted ooze is an edible glitter slime martini made with muddled pear and house-made green simple syrup the outcome is a light clean fruit forward drink far less ominous than its disturbing title I mean, that reminds me of a drink that we had. Um, there was this bar that I used to go to uh, to watch uh, Game of Thrones. If anybody um, wants to know more about that, look up the Burlington Bar on YouTube, and you can actually watch us watching the show. But it became like this phenomenon, and one of the uh, drinks we had like towards the end was the wildfire drink where um, they exploded the city in like the green fire, and so it was like, this bright neon green drink. It was super fun. Oh, okay. Yes. That, now, it would still be a little disconcerting to like think that it will be in your body. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if you're out drinking, then you really can't be too picky about what you're putting <laughs> in your body. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> There's that threshold. Like the first or second drink, you're like, no, no, temple, blah, blah, blah. And then like, I mean, it's like, whatever. I think, it was, I think it was mostly like chartreuse to make it green. And then they put a glow stick in it. Like they didn't slice open the glow stick and pour it in. No, right? no okay. you did, definitely not. No, it just came with the glow stick. <laughs> Woo! Okay, that's a totally different kind of extreme living. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you want to be careful about what you put in. <laughs> now I'm surprised that uh, this this drink actually calls for egg whites, although that probably is what gives it its slime consistency. Oh, I actually love a cocktail that has egg whites in it. Really? Yeah, it just makes it fancy. <laughs> Um, can you taste it? It's nothing. You don't taste the egg. Um, it just makes it like maybe frothier and creamier without having to actually put cream in it. And you get a little bit of protein. So like yeah, if you're exactly. on the zone, you're balanced. Yeah. Win, win. <laughs> All right. So then you have a uh, house-made green simple syrup, which I suppose you could just use any type of green simple syrup. If there is one, is there a green? I'm hoping so. Otherwise, you got to make it yourself. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, 
I'm imagining how this would work. And let's face it, this is simple syrup with food coloring in it. <laughs> like, that's what it is. <laughs> and edible glitter. And edible glitter. <gasps> Yum. <laughs> All right. So there's that one. It sounds lovely. And don't forget your sprays of absinthe at the end. Absolutely not. <laughs> and then the Jeffrey Dahmer. Let's see. It's probably not as exciting as I think. What? I feel no, like I was, I was just I was just like, OK, so like, what could, I mean, I was like envisioning maybe there's bacon in it. Like maybe it's like <laughs> a Bloody Mary with like big chunks of meat in it or something. Oh, my gosh. It's so not what you would think. It looks kind of like a margarita. OK. <laughs> OK. So I'm kind of sitting there. OK. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, unlike its grotesque serial killer's namesake, this cocktail pleasantly surprises. The white rum is not <laughs> absent of aromatic flavors at all, and its unaged lightness allows the citrusy sweet soul beso to shine through, providing a solid base for the addition of bitters and cinnamon tincture. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think cannibal at all, though. I don't think they're like channeling right. the right vibe. Right. Like I'm I'm not getting Dahmer from this. No. I'm not getting cannibal serial killer. No. I mean, if anything, I would probably have at least put some gummy eyeballs in it. Right, exactly. Something. Something. Give me give me like they have gummy brains. Yeah, I mean, maybe like those little boba balls. I mean, like, you know, give me something to chew if I'm drinking the Dahmer drink. Where's the mouthfeel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, this has white rum, salbeso. What the hey is salbeso? Do you I know? I have no idea. But also, why okay. is white rum in this? I don't know. Where's my... I, I guess I would think, yeah, Bloody Mary would be more applicable to this situation. I'm changing this entire thing. Like, the Dahmer is now a Bloody Mary with a whole lot of very chunky meat in it. I, Bacon, <laughs> sausage. Oh, my gosh. That sounds very like... Very spicy. Yeah. No, they... And they have those Bloody Marys, especially, like, out near me, like, the kind of the i want to say like vacation towns or any like uh town that's on the river they'll have like you know you could pull up with your boat and they'll have these mar margaritas they'll have these bloody marys like the size of your head and they'll have mm -hmm. like a whole buffet shoved in the bloody mary oh my head. god yeah i've like seen some where they've got like little like mini burger sliders <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's just, a, it gets a little weird. At some point, yeah. it jumps the shark, and you feel kind of like, I don't want to eat a whole meat stick with this, but here we are. Right, right. And I'm a vegetarian, so I always have to be like, okay, can you please take out the bacon? Thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of them out by me are all meat. Like, there's different types of meat, like, you know, buffalo wings on a stick and then there's another stick of sausage and there's another <laughs> stick of god knows what it's yeah so i'm trying to find Solbeso because when i clicked on their website i still couldn't tell what it was <laughs> how sad is that um it's basically it translates uh from spanish for kiss of the sun and it's the first premium distilled spirit made from cacao fruits Ooh. oh okay so it's a chocolate 
Okay, so this sounds like it's a very sweet drink. It's got white rum. It's got cacao in it. So, again, like I'm not getting anything that says cannibal serial killer. No, there's orange juice, lime juice, simple syrup, cinnamon, tincture, and, well, there's angostura bitters. So okay, so yeah, some, some bitters, okay, to balance <laughs> it out, I guess. <laughs> and that's it. You're a bitter serial killer. <laughs> but very sweet, apparently. Well, you know what they They always say that about the serial killers. Oh my God, he was such a sweet guy. <laughs> he just, he was such a great neighbor. He'd help you out at every turn. He was really quiet. He never played his music too loud, except for that one time. <laughs> kept to himself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um he actually he did use power tools a lot but he tried to to make sure that you know it wasn't a time when we were sleeping right and he was very clean very clean guy extremely clean lots of tarps <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did a lot of home projects. Uh, <laughs> constantly redoing that one room. Couldn't figure out why. <laughs> Let's get it just right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was always a leak. <laughs> Can't stop. Uh, so the ghost teeny, though, there were several, and I just chose one because it looked... Uh, fun because it had gummy worms in it but um a finely crushed sandwich cookie for rimming (laughs) (laughs) for rimming (laughs) Rimming, um that's another like multi-level word okay two ounces of vanilla vodka now you're speaking my language (laughs) uh pumpkin spice liqueur uh caramel Irish cream liqueur and gummy worms. Oh, for yeah, I know. It, this is definitely a mystic chick drink. It's very, very <laughs> sweet. It's dessert in a glass. <laughs> okay, I am fine with doing tequila shots or vodka shots. I actually love doing that. But if I am going to have a sweet drink, which I will have like maybe three or four times a year, if I'm out somewhere and it's like a dessert thing, then yes, I will try one of these. One, not I will not like have a whole night of ghost teenies. That oh, would be wrong. No, no, yeah, like yeah. maybe when we were like <laughs> freshly twenty-one, like, give us all the sugary drinks because we can handle that hangover. <laughs> <laughs> hangover? What? I was young and just like I had the metabolism of a yeah. I don't know, a, a honey badger? <laughs> Just like, um, of a honey badger. <laughs> yeah. Honey badger doesn't care. Honey badger doesn't care. Honey badger will eat anything. Honey badger attacks God knows what. I don't know, pumas, jaguars, other things, things with spikes. Honey, honey badger doesn't give, a, doesn't give any hex. <laughs> doesn't give a heck at all. No. <laughs> So, okay, now we are on to the haunted places. And I wanted to ask you, first of all, Virgo West, if there were any, you know, you've probably traveled a little more than I have, or just across the country in general, not in Illinois, first of all, that you kind of enjoyed? Um, I've been, um, I'm trying to think, but like the only one that really springs to mind is that there was this wedding in Iowa that I went to once. Um, where it was in a haunted hotel. And it definitely felt that way. You know, it had like 
the really creepy hallways and like a lot of the bars were just like really really old-timey definitely had shining vibes but I mean <laughs> I didn't get any sort of um ghost vibes from it I would say the closest I ever got to that was from New Orleans because like obvi <laughs> <laughs> Did you did you visit any haunted places when you were in New Orleans? I remember we tried doing a couple of tours, but it was really hot and we ended up bailing most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and there was like this one vampire tour we were going to go on and um, a Virgo lad made us bail before we even went on it because um, the uh, guy who was hosting it was like, oh, I wonder who is the leader of this tour. And then he pointed to the gaps in his teeth where he forgot to put in his fake fangs. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so Virgo Lad was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, I feel like the entire city just feels haunted. You know, you just have that vibe like there, like wherever you go. Like, I mean, you are definitely the one more in tune with the spirits. I very much am not. Um, I think that <laughs> I I explained this once um, in one of our earlier podcasts. Um, so I will reiterate it again that the reason why I don't do spirits is because I am a big old introvert and I barely like talking to people who are alive <laughs> you know talking to dead people is way more fun right <laughs> maybe but then it's like what if it's like my off time i mean i've got a job where i talk to people all day like i have to go home and talk to more people <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky they just talk to you in your head and then it's like this awesome mind meld conversation and it's just like super cool but uh, i mean i would be down for like for like honing my like honing my intuition to be able to talk to like ghost animals like if there's like i hear that there's a ghost dog i'm just like oh my god i totally want to talk to the ghost dog where is the ghost dog i will bring sausages <laughs> <laughs> but, but people like uh like i have enough friends who are high maintenance as it is like i don't need spirits around me with all their problems <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And we're going to dedicate another show to kind of uh, spirits and ghosts and poltergeists and the differences and um, kind of the levels of haunting and why certain entities are the way they are and why they're where they are. Uh, so that's going to be another upcoming show, which I'm actually very, very excited about. This one, though, uh, yeah, I don't know exactly. And I'm going to go through. We have tons of different lists of cool things. Um, oh, and I actually found one that um, this one's definitely more my jam, but it was about all of the different haunted bars that are in Chicago, many of which Ooh. I've been to. So we can get into that at some point. Oh, I like that. Okay, yes, because we are going to, we're like, uh, going to do a deep dive into the Chicagoland area, hopefully wrapping up the episode. So uh, definitely we will work in the haunted bars. But uh, so top places in the U.S. And I found and I've heard of a lot of haunted places over the years. And it seems like it's weird. Once you start kind of Googling haunted places in the U.S., you get like I was looking for a top 10 list. 
And there's a lot of things that repeat, but it seems like there's a million, like a whole bunch of different things make the top 10 list. Like there's no rhyme or reason to it. There, There's no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Consensus really on right, what, consistency. Yeah. Defines like what makes something the most haunted. Like I thought that there would be more kind of, you know, I'd find one list and I'd find another list and they'd be pretty similar, but not so much. This brings like a good question because I feel like most people know about hauntings from like fiction and movies and stuff like that, which is definitely not the same as, you know, like haunting in real life, I guess. But I feel like you would be the person who would be more of the expert on this. But like, what would you constitute as something um, that would be extremely haunted? Like, would it just be like, I mean, a cold feeling? Would you actually see something? Would something actually physically try to attack you? <laughs> These are good questions. Uh, I think it's more kind of, I, I sense the energy. And so I feel where things happen. I'm not one to kind of say, oh, look, there's a ghost, but I will be able okay, to go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be able to zero in on like where things happened in a building or, you know, the, I'll get a vibe of what types of things occurred. Um, sometimes I will lock into a particular energy or an entity and kind of get their mindset as to why they did what they did. But um, I'm not one to sit there and go, I see orbs or I see ghosts or, and I'm not like saying that those things don't exist. It's a, it's a spectrum. And I think that people sense this information in different ways, depending on how they're wired. So, you know, nothing's out of the realm, but for me personally, I don't do the orbs. I don't do the, um, the seeing of the ghosts. I mean, every once in a while I will get a cold sensation, but I actually have found that I am more apt to get just the hairs to stand up on my arms. Okay. So I'll be touring a place and then all of a sudden I'll get this like weird chill, but it's not going to feel cold. I'll just all of a sudden, it's almost like an electric kind of zap, like when your mm -hmm. hair stands on end and that's when I know, okay, this is a place to, to focus on. So, uh, and also it seems like, uh, some of the places that I've gone where people are like, this is super haunted. I've been like, yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever you're feeling is not due to that at all. And yeah. You know, one fun story that I have is, um, at this old spa that I used to work at, like one of my really good friends, um, her aesthetics room was an old wet room. Which basically means that um, it was the place where you would do body wraps and then like people, we, we would just shower off the person right then and there, which meant that it had a drain in it. And I can't remember the whole context for this, but she suddenly became convinced that there was a ghost living in the drain. Or I think she was just like, oh, the energy in my room is really off. Like there was just something going on with my room. And I think that the spa manager we had at the time went in there and told her that there was a ghost in the drain it was like the ghost of like this old man or something and um she told her i forget everything she told her to do to like get rid of this but one of them involved like buying a purple bra and she told her like just like you know um 
go into like the bra store and like whatever purple bra is like the one that you're like most like attracted to like um get that one and so you know my friend is like you know up in like the super fancy expensive <laughs> bra store lingerie store like in this like downtown department store where we worked at, where we worked at and she's just like I mean like okay I think this one is pretty but like I mean I don't know if I'm feeling like compelled to buy it and then finally she was like wait what am I doing <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. and I remember she also was like talking to like the guy and he was the guy I mean the ghost and she was like man like I mean you see a lot of naked vagina in here you must be very happy <laughs> there are worse places to be right worse places to be if you're a horny ghost <laughs> yeah I mean uh <laughs> I don't know what I could add to that. <laughs> so now I'm wondering if we should kind of flip it and instead like start with Chicago stories and then see what time it is. Because I wonder, especially if you're going to, if you have a list of haunted bars and stuff, how much time we're going to go through on just I that. I think that's time. a good idea because I feel like since we live in Chicago, we can probably go a lot more in depth with that <laughs> as opposed to like, you know, the places that we have on a list that we've never been to. <laughs> Although I do want to travel to uh, that hotel that was the Overlook was based on. I really. Oh, yeah. The one in Colorado. Yes. Would love to go there. So, so badly. Okay. So uh, we're going to flip it. And so before the bars, I'm actually going to just list off. There's uh, the top 11 haunted places across the state of Illinois. And then I actually, after the bars, probably if there's time, I'd like to delve into some kind of in the outlying suburbs, especially towards my house, Lake County. Because uh, I've had some actual experience with some of those places, and it was pretty cool. But we'll see how what time it is. So um, Haunted, Illinois. This is taken from <laughs> the Illinois Patch. <laughs> the Illinois Patch? The Illinois Patch. Oh, yeah, I see. Patch.com. Yes. <laughs> it's a whole to-do. I think a lot of the suburbs rely on the patch. So there's 11 listed here. And I'm trying, one of them you're actually, I know I've heard about this before, but I'm like, really? This is a haunted spot. Okay. So first one is one that's pretty well known. It's the old Joliet prison. That makes sense. Yes. In Joliet, Illinois. And I, mean, I feel like what prison wouldn't be haunted if you think about it? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it also, it's um, housed notorious killers like John Wayne Gacy. And he spent time there before being sent to Statesville, mass murderer Richard Speck, and infamous crime of the century murderers Nathan Leopold and Richard Loeb. And a tragedy also happened at the prison way back in 1915 when the warden's wife, beloved by prisoners and known as the Angel of Joliet, was murdered there, prompting inmates to riot and demand her suspected killer be turned over to them. Oh, I love that. I mean, I don't love that she was murdered, but I love that the inmates rioted over it. Yeah, it just, uh, it says the prison closed in 2002. I can't remember if there's a haunted house there now or, or not. I mean, you would think so. I'm going to double check that one. I know there's a haunted house at a prison in the area. But anyways, uh, so yeah, it closed down in 2002 as a prison, though. And 
Okay, Statesville Haunted Prison. That's in Crest Hill, Illinois. Juliet approves plans to turn abandoned prison into haunted attraction this fall. Oh, so that's just coming up, actually. (laughs) So this article was published in uh, earlier in 2020. Oh, so it should be existing now unless because of the pandemic they held off. Makes sense. So definitely we'll check on that because that would be super cool. Uh, And then let's see what else was on there. Okay, Joliet approves prison thing. That's just so cool. I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Mystic check in her element. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy right now. All right. So it says that the prison closed in 2002, but with numerous executions having taken place at the prison, rumor has it that many of the inmates may be serving time as ghosts. According to the Illinois Office of Tourism, after some restoration, the prison on Collins Street opened in 2018 for tours. So, you know what? We should do an episode like from the prison ones. That could be Oh cool. my God. Yeah, we should absolutely do that. <laughs> I would love that. All right. We got it. I'll put that on the list. So the next one, this is the one I'm like, really, really? Lincoln Park Zoo. <gasps> I've been to Lincoln Park Zoo many a time. I've definitely. I never felt haunted. Yeah. <laughs> never. Uh, I used to have a client who worked there. Uh, I miss her. She was cool. I remember she used to show me like photographs she took of like baby flamingos. She was like, do you want to see baby flamingos? And I was like, yes. Oh. <laughs> That's so adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That but would she be never fun. talk to me about ghosts. All right. So it says, <laughs> uh, did you know that the zoo and surrounding area once served as the city cemetery? I did not actually know that. Uh, from 1843 to 1859, the area was home to the Chicago City Cemetery. A decade ago, Northwestern University lecturer Pamela Banos puzzled after finding a cemetery tomb in the park began digging, no pun intended, for information. What she learned, that more than 35,000 people were once buried there and as many as 12,000 bodies remained, sparking rumors of hauntings. I mean, that'll haunt you. <laughs> it's a lot about, that almost reminds me of like, you know, when they built the um, that housing development in uh, Poltergeist. Right. It's on an old Indian barrel ground. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. <laughs> that is a hard no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but wow. So 12,000 bodies are still there? Is the impression I, I'm getting? I'm not surprised. I mean, like back whenever they switched things over, I'm sure they were like, oh, there's some more bodies over here. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> They're just under the gift shop. Let's just leave them. (laughs) Maybe they'll haunt people into buying more stuff. (laughs) All right. So then the next one, this one is a big one. Resurrection Cemetery in Justice, Illinois. Oh, Justice, Illinois. Okay. I don't know why I just said it like that. It's because uh, somebody that I know who used to live in Justice, Illinois, um, and this was a long time ago, too, but uh, she passed away this year. So, so. Oh, I think I know who you're the, the goth lady. Yeah. A shout out to Michelle Russo. May you dance for eternity with Roz Williams in goth heaven. Oh. Take a moment. (laughs) Take a moment. (laughs) 
Uh, and this, but this is also somebody who has passed, but late Chicago ghost hunter, Richard Crow documented dozens of sightings of hitchhiking ghost resurrection. Mary most often seen by men driving along Archer Avenue near the Willowbrook ballroom, which burned down in 2016. Uh, legend has it. Mary danced her last dance before her tragic death. And actually supernatural even did an episode on resurrection. Mary. Oh, I'm sure they did. (laughs) It was actually pretty cool. According to the story, Mary would hitch a ride, then ask to be let out of the car near the cemetery where she would simply vanish. A bar across the street from the cemetery. um, Is it Chet or Chet's Chet's Melody? Chet's Melody Lounge (laughs) has purportedly seen its fair share of shaken up drivers who claim to encounter the legendary ghost. And it's a favorite spot for those hoping to catch a glimpse of her. Well, you know what? (laughs) Large Marge sent me. (laughs) We got some places to tour because, you know, we can hang out there and drink. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. See, I I am all about the ghost pub crawls. Oh, my gosh. We could definitely do an episode of Happy Hour at a lounge. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) See if it's with a theme. Yes. So definitely we have lots to lots of plans for the future. Um, The Drake Hotel in Chicago, which I've actually been to for events. Oh, yeah. The Drake is beautiful. The Drake is beautiful. It says, while the Congress Hotel is known as the most haunted, one of the most haunted hotels in America. America. I can't America. America. The Drake is allegedly haunted by the woman in red who fell to her death from the hotel roof on New Year's Eve shortly after it opened in 1920. Guests of the hotel have reported seeing her apparition wandering the ghost Gold Coast room, the Palm Court, and the 10th floor ever since. Actually, I think I was in the Palm Court. I, don't I think know. I was in the Gold Coast room. Hmm. The hotel is also a poltergeist magnet, according to Chicago Magazine, and is rumored to be the site of hauntings by the woman in black, not to be confused with the woman in red. (laughs) (laughs) Tied to one of Chicago's most bizarre unsolved mysteries after a wealthy guest was shot to death in 1944 when a stranger stepped out of the bathroom in her room and began firing. Huh. Well, that is very interesting. So, yeah, I need to go back to the Drake, I guess. And there's another thing we can do. <laughs> oh my god! Don't they do like a that tea, high tea at the Drake? Oh, who knows when that's going to be back on? <laughs> yeah, a lot of these things we're going to have to just kind of I know, like pending. pending. We're just going to have to keep it outside for now, or skulk out. Like I, they may not have like a big event going on, but we might be able to just kind of pitter patter around because you know we're tiny and small, and nobody will notice us. We blend in. We'll wear a lot of black and gray. He'll wear black, I'll wear red. <laughs> they do have a lot of red at the Drake, don't they? They do. Mm. Works for me. Oh, I'm seeing a friend. There's a there's a bug by me. I don't know what type it is. That's fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. You can help me with my haunted podcast. You will haunt me for this episode. Uh, so McPike Mansion in Alton, and I know nothing about where Alton I is. I don't like. even know where that is. Hmm. So it's a. Okay. It hmm. says just it says something here about um possible underground railroad stop. I mean, so I'm guessing that's probably Southern Illinois. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm like afraid to click it because I'm like, is it gonna take me somewhere else? <laughs> maybe, maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Am I visiting Illinois? I'm actually living in it. Okay, they're asking me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm soaking in it. <laughs> I am living the dream in Illinois. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, frog in my throat. It's allergy season. Shout out to allergies. Shout out to allergies. Gotta love those pollens. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, baby, give me more pollen. <laughs> All right. So it's near Lovejoy Elementary School. Should I zero out? <laughs> I'll just say, like, I, I wouldn't know where that is either. <laughs> I'm keep, I have to keep and minus and minus. I still don't know where the heck this place is. And minus uh, near Jerseyville and minus <laughs> Litchfield and minus cool. Springfield. Okay, so it's south of Springfield towards St. Louis. Okay. Okay. I mean, I've, I've been to that area before. I've had people who like lived there. I mean, I think I just did like a little, uh, but like, I mean, I think it's just because um, some of these small towns that you pass through in Southern Illinois, I mean, it's like they mention possible underground railroad stop. I mean, they have like a really bad reputation as far as like sundown towns go. Um, if anybody had watched Lovecraft country recently like fits in perfectly right there so I mean I feel like yeah they I, I could imagine that the hauntings would be pretty intense yeah so <laughs> I'm like jotting notes down for an upcoming episode sorry it gave me an idea and I'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh I have to do this it's gonna be so awesome but I can't give it away um uh <laughs> All right, that is going to be a cool one. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, <clears throat> back to business. All right, so McPike Mansion, it is located in America's most haunted small town and dubbed one of the 25, 25 most haunted places in America. <gasps> Dude, we have to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Mystic Chick Magnet. <gasps> oh, my God. If it's like one of the 25 top haunted places in America, I mean, although all these lists are completely subject to whoever's writing them. Exactly. Seriously. Yeah. Just. Okay. Well, I'm going to, yeah, definitely delve into that one. All right. So then, and you, did you cover the other things besides the Underground Railroad? Uh, it just there's a quote here. Um, some claim the haunts date back to the property before the mansion was even built, with Native American ghosts and a residue from a possible underground railroad stop. And then other stories include servants of the building, a cook in the kitchen, and a strange death of a woman in a bathtub. I mean, man, don't leave us hanging like that. <laughs> I actually did one of the houses I uh, investigated. There was somebody who killed themselves in the shower and they actually, this house had a lot of issues with water, like one whole floor they had to replace. Like, I think it collapsed because of water. There was like some sort of something like exploded underneath the floor. And I don't, I think it might've been a hot, hot water tank or something, but when they replaced the floor, it was weird because it actually kind of dipped down in the middle. And this was like a really expensive, very large home. So I was kind of surprised by that. But they also had somebody, because it was so old, it was historical, um, kill themselves in the shower. And yeah, there's something about like water and death, like because water symbolizes emotion that when you have kind of a water death, it's like way more intensely felt. Oh, yeah, I could see that. 
Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then anything else that goes wrong with the house that's water related is like uncontained emotion that's still locked in that house. So basically just like trapped in it, trapped in amber. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's actually pretty interesting. And so um, even working with people like in their homes, if they have a lot of strange water problems, that's when I really kind of delve into kind of what's going on with them emotionally, like if they're a couple, like what's going on in the relationship, because there's something hanging out there that's causing that extreme kind of water issue. And there's always something I am never, I've never not found some sort of um, issue. So note to self, don't ever, (laughs) don't croak in the bath. Please don't. A public service. Kill yourself in a forest like a nice person. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and haunt the forest, okay? Keep it away from the house. (laughs) All right. So um, then the DeSoto house in Galena, which I don't, I've never been to Galena either, but I've heard it's great. Have you been to Galena? No, I've never been to Galena either, but yeah, it's supposed to be really pretty. It's a vacation, at least for people out in the burbs, it's a big vacation destination. Yeah, no, people in the city too, like Galena is like where you go when you want to like get away from it all. Yes, it's got little chocolate shops and antiquing and like a whole bunch of natural beauty, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but apparently ghosts. So. And ghosts. So uh, it's a haunted hotel in Galena and it's got famous guests including abraham lincoln stephen a douglas and william jennings bryant i sense a trend here they're very old mm-hmm. <laughs> today guests of the hotel can enjoy the lavish victorian style rooms while enjoying stories of the spirits who seemingly never checked out but they don't mention who didn't check out that's kind of I mean, what makes me like abraham lincoln's ghost wouldn't be at the desoto house no they had fa- they're boasting famous guests <laughs> yeah yeah, they he would not haunt the DeSoto house. That would be like, why? Why, Abe? Why? Right, right. Like, why would he go back there? Don't like, you have better places to be, Abe? Yeah. Like, you were killed in a theater. <laughs> you were haunting that theater. We know that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so I would like, I don't know if it's worth really driving to to ask, hey, what spirits never checked out? Because, like, why didn't they name them in this this article? No, because they weren't Abraham Lincoln, I guess. Uh, all right, whatever. So, Congress- I mean, at least like some of them, they're like, oh, the lady in red. Oh, the servant who died in the bathtub. Like, yeah, they don't even get a shout out here. <gasps> they get nothing. They just get a spirit. You're a spirit. I mean, come on. Spirit who never checked out. Yeah. <laughs> An amalgamation of people. So. Okay, the Congress Plaza Hotel in Chicago. Now, the Congress Plaza is extremely well known. Oh, that's so funny. Like, um, I went to Columbia College, and that was, like, basically right next door. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I went to Roosevelt, and it was it was definitely near there, too. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, it, it, I have to say, Chicago is a really fun place to go to school. It is, Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on. As long as you don't agitate anyone in the wee hours on a weeknight who might or might not be crazy. <laughs> I mean, then then you just get what you deserve. Oh, I didn't agitate. I had one run in with somebody. <gasps> oh, this is an actual story. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 9, 15, 930. It was a weeknight. Um, it was on Michigan Avenue and 
there was this guy who was like seven feet tall and like really broad across. And he was just ranting and raving and like right outside my school, basically. But there was no one else on the street. And I'm like looking around and I was like afraid to pass him. And he was like punching the air and screaming nonsensical things. And I was like, please, God, <laughs> please let me walk down the street. <laughs> and it was, it was weird, though. Hear that, Lori Lightfoot? Fund social services. Yes. Big, 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 big issue. Big issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really does come out sideways. I know I just saw the documentary on the, the Cecil Hotel in uh, L.A. And part of the issue was kind of the mental mentally ill people that had no place to go. And so they were homeless in this area near the Cecil. Mm-hmm. And it really, I mean, that whole case with this girl who disappeared, um, gosh, it was, what, 2012, 2013, somewhere around there was, I mean, I still don't kind of agree with the outcome. So if anybody else uh, watches the Netflix documentary on the Cecil Hotel and kind of agrees that they didn't think that it would go that way, (laughs) I'd love to hear opinions because I feel like there was a cover up or something. I just, I don't see how this poor little girl could end up in a water tank and drown that way, like on top of a scary, scary roof. But that's just me. All right. Back to the Congress Plaza. Because I actually, I'm looking at this now and I did not realize it says, okay, it's um, took up residence at Oprah Winfrey's now demolished Harpo Studios, the alley behind the present-day Oriental Theater, originally the site of the Iroquois Theater, destroyed in a 1903 fire that killed more than 600. That one I've heard about. I actually went to a play at the Neo-Futurists that was all about that fire. It was like this really, really beautifully well done play where like they even like pause to like show all the fire exits and then show how like that that theater didn't have any fire exits like it was just really tragic fire (gasps) so it was like the titanic with not enough lifeboats it was basically the titanic on fire exactly wow that's scary (laughs) so it's chicago it was recently named chicago's most haunted place yeah, noting that gangster Al Capone headquarters shady dealings there. <laughs> oh, Al Capone. I'm so tired of hearing about him. Didn't he have even dealings in Elmwood Park? I could have sworn he did. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, the mob was like <laughs> all over Elmwood Park. <laughs> Shout out to Elmwood Park. Shout out to Elmwood Park. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have met Virgo Lass had it not been for John Mills it's, Elementary. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and that was only 15 years ago. <laughs> 15 <laughs> years ago. Where does the time go? <laughs> Where does it go? I'm so young and hot. Um, <laughs> No, you know what? Embrace your age. I'm happy. I I just saw a Justine Bateman documentary on aging and I'm okay. I'm I'm here. I'm breathing it in. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So, uh, okay. And it's also said to be haunted by victims of infamous devil in the white city serial killer H.H. Holmes. So the hotel also hosts a large Halloween ball every year. Why have I not heard about this Halloween ball? I because don't know. I want to go now. We're going to put that on the agenda. We're going to have to have another Google sheet. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's a lot of planning that goes into this podcast. I don't know mm-hmm. if people know this, but like there's a lot of moving parts behind the scenes. All right. Uh, so- please, everybody get vaccinated so we can go to Halloween balls at haunted hotels again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. So the Rialto Square Theater in Juliet. I uh, haven't really been there. Nope. No, I've not been literally anywhere in Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually spent a good amount of time in Juliet, but I have not gone to apparently the cool haunted places. So I will need to circle back. <laughs> I'm gonna have to circle back. <laughs> it's a it was a vaudeville theater, and it's rumored to be the site of multiple ghostly hauntings, including a long dead actress, a young boy, and a couple who allegedly jumped to their deaths from the theater's balcony. Now, like why? Just why? I mean, I guess they had their reasons. <laughs> was it an accident? Was it because they had like kind of this love that was never going to happen? And so they wanted to be in Might love have been that They just, they didn't want to drown themselves in their house. They were like going someplace else. <laughs> Thank you for being caring people. <laughs> Do not get your energy locked in the house. <laughs> just a bummer. <laughs> Go to the light. <laughs> All right. So it's uh, it's been recently resurrected on the show Ghost Hunters. I'm going to have to see if I can find that episode. Call They're calling it Holy <laughs> Grail for paranormal investigating. Yeah. Okay. And so here's the thing. Like... <laughs> I have an issue with like all the ghost hunting equipment and this is going to sound really catty and I'm sorry for saying it, but I have to say it. If you are in tune enough, you can sense stuff without using equipment. I, I just put it out there. I can just, feel just stuff. that out there. I, I can find it and there you go. Like I don't need those monitor. And honestly, those detectors do jack squat. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. I, I like just just saying it, but um, I mean maybe maybe I'll try a different different grade, a different brand. But I have had more success just using my own like um, dousing rods and my own dousing body than trying to use detectors of any sort. <laughs> Those are for the earth signs. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, I would like to go back there and check that out. So maybe Virgo last we can go there because there was another place in Virgo in uh, in Virgo in Juliet. So maybe we can make the rounds. Yeah, we can make the rounds. Yeah, there looks like there's a few people or a few places here. Yeah. So uh, home to Scott Mansion, as well as the Frank Shaver Allen House, Patrick C. Oh. Haley Mansion, and more. Yeah, we probably need to just spend a day or two in I Juliet. Gotta spend a day in Juliet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so so there's that. <laughs> uh, then Bachelor's Grove Cemetery, which I am really, really dying to get into. But I'm bum. No, seriously, it is. It's got a huge reputation as the most haunted cemetery in the U.S. And I really, really want to get out there. And we didn't start the podcast till right before the pandemic lockdown. So we didn't really get a chance to go out there. Or no, I take that back. We started it during the pandemic lockdown, didn't we? So there was no chance. There was no chance of getting out there. We haven't even seen each other since before the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) We are just disembodied voices. Ah, How do you know we're not dead already? It's true. It's It's true. How would you know? (laughs) 
<laughs> Facebook would tell us, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, definitely, definitely need to get out there. Um, it's been a cemetery since the 1840s, but is home to just 82 plots, and many of which were left unused. That's kind of weird. I mean, if they were haunted enough. I guess so. So, uh, White Lady, Madonna of Bachelor's Grove, uh, who reportedly was buried next to her child and whose apparition can sometimes be seen holding a baby in her arms. So, while it's okay to visit the cemetery during the day, police are always on the lookout for nighttime trespassers unless you're part of an authorized ghost tour. All right. So, don't even try it. Don't try it. But that might be worth actually going on a tour if you can go at night then. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. And this place in Mantino, I actually lived like right a town away from Mantino. And I should have gone out there when I lived out in that area, but it's the Mantino State Mental Hospital. Oh, so you you have been there, but you haven't, or you haven't been there? I've, I lived in Bourbonnais for several years and I would go to Mantino for different things. Like my vet for my black cat was actually in Mantino. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, my cat, my black cat had this surgery in Mantino for a hairball, <laughs> a $3,000 hairball. Oh, man. I loved my black cat that much. But um, yeah, I did not get out to the mental hospital. So darn it. But um, so it opened in 1930. It had one of the most cutting edge mental health facilities of the time, no pun intended, because I think they were probably doing lobotomies, until a typhoid breakout in 1939 killed 47 patients. And in the years that followed, the hospital, designed for 3,600 patients, became overcrowded and understaffed. And by 54, there were more than 8,000 patients. Yuck. So I'm I'm feeling very American horror story um, mental institution vibes here. Oh yeah, yeah. This place is heavy duty. I would definitely want to go back out there. And actually, it's an interesting area because there's also a, a monastery near there. In um, oh my goodness, I can't remember the name of it now. The town is escaping me, but um. It's right near there, and you can walk. It's like a, a mini replica of the, I think it's the Charter Cathedral um, maze, kind of, in the back. Anyways, really cool to visit. Uh, but if you go to the Mantino State Mental Hospital, you could probably swing over there and check that out, too. But anyways, uh, yeah, so this would definitely have a lot of energy to it. Uh, rumors of death due to malpractice continue to plague the hospital even after it closed in 85 and was converted into a veteran's home. While some of the original buildings have been demolished, the veteran's home still operates on a portion of the grounds, which are also home to a golf course and a residential treatment set of for youths. So they definitely got their money's worth out of that property. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Ugh, I wonder how go. many, how many of those youths are you know getting much out of their treatments? Or my cousin Vinny Utes. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, this, is a Ute? <laughs> this actually though reminds me, uh, there is a house that I walk my dogs past every day. It's actually like a block away from my my house. It's a house that I'm extremely drawn to that I would love to buy. It keeps going up on the market every year or two. Um, it's had a ton of owners. 
it was owned by a doctor. And I think in like when the last typhoid kind of thing was had been going on and he ended up turning it into kind of a hospital as well in his house and people kept dying in there. And then they would store the bodies in the basement because they didn't have like body pickup, you know, every day. And so I think once a week they would pick up the bodies and there was just a lot of death in that house and the energy still, like I would love to live there. Like I'm very drawn to that place, but it has had huge high turnover as far as people owning it after, um, after he passed, his daughter still lived there until she died. And then there was a lot of turnover. Oh, I wonder why. (laughs) See, there you go. So, uh, fun, fun stuff. And that's just like, I walk past that place every day because I love it so much. But um, so then there's Raven's Grin Inn in Mount Carroll. And it's recently rated among the most haunted places in America by Thrillist. So it's owned by Jim Warfield, who turned his house. He actually lives there into a maze of spooky art prop gab- gags and a not so safe but exhilarating three-story Three slide, slide. <laughs> into the haunted wine cellar. cellar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my question is, what deems it not so safe? Because I would actually love to try that out, but I'm like, I. Well, it sounds know. like he probably built it himself. So. <laughs> <laughs> at your own risk yep <laughs> uh, it's supposedly haunted 140 mm. year old home and it claims ghosts who inhabit it scared his first wife so badly that she left him oh I'm sure that's why she left him I don't know okay so this goes back to my theory about like buildings if they have negative energy to begin with uh, some people do end up seeing ghosts and a lot of times they are already in a relationship where they are kind of at odds or fighting in some way. And then a lot of times they will, one will either kill themselves or they will get divorced. This guy though. Okay. Here's the vibes that he's giving me is um, okay. So like not every adult watches, still watches cartoons like I do, but there's this amazing cartoon called Gravity Falls that is basically Twin Peaks for children. Oh, I love Gravity Falls. Yes, yeah. So this guy is giving me Grunkle Stan vibes <laughs> where he's just like, I'm going to turn this into an attraction. <laughs> he's building a slide <laughs> by himself <laughs> into, into the wine cellar. <laughs> No, I need to figure out where the heck that slide, what the hell is going on with that slide, seriously, because, and I just wonder, sometimes people are like, ooh, it's haunted, because they're trying to make money off of a place, so I would love to, like, check that out. Yeah. Ooh, okay, and I can't figure out anything from their website. Okay. (laughs) If you click on the website, you will be sadly disappointed. (laughs) All right. So those were um, kind of in Illinois, all around kind of Illinois. A couple of places just quickly before we get into the bars, a couple of places near me that are listed as haunted places in Illinois. All right. So (laughs) a few of these I've been to and I can kind of weigh in on actually most of these, but um, I'll go through the list quickly. There is a place near my house called Cuba Road, and it is like one of the most haunted places in Illinois. 
And some of the stories that are come off out of Cuba Road are kind of um, trucks with their high beams, kind of, and they look like they're coming right at you, like they're in the wrong lane. Um, women hitchhikers in nightgowns, houses that appear and disappear, and kind of glowing orbs. Those are some of the things that people have talked about on Cuba Road. I have to admit, it's a creepy road. Have you ever experienced any of those um, listed items? Well, I've I've been I've spent a lot of time on Cuba Road. It's actually very very close to my house, and I actually use Cuba Road to get to other places. Uh, at the at different times of day, it can be a little bit creepy, and it's also White Cemetery, which is another place that is uh, designated as one of the most haunted places in Illinois. Um, aside from Bachelors Grove Cemetery. Uh, is on Cuba Road. And I actually was able to get into White Cemetery, which is locked now. I won't say exactly how, but it wasn't illegal. <laughs> and uh, I spent a lot of time in the cemetery just trying to feel it out and, and you know, see what I felt because it's uh, it closes at nightfall, which a lot of cemeteries do. I don't know if they were always that way, like when we were kids. I'm trying to remember. I mean, maybe they like closed and I'm using air quotes with that, but that didn't mean all that much. <gasps> yeah. So, because I, I remember, I mean, how else were you going to play Ghost in a Graveyard? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so White Cemetery, though, I definitely felt some energy off of some different places in there, but I never like sensed, I never saw any glowing orbs. I didn't feel like... How do I put it? It didn't feel like a scary place for me. It felt very comforting. And there were a lot of really old tombstones in there. And I actually hung out with a couple people and we vibed and it was awesome. So I will I will say there's strong energy from White Cemetery. And I think that if somebody's out of balance, they'll pick up some of the negative energy off of that space. Yeah, that makes sense. Like a, a lot of this probably just depends on your headspace. Definitely, definitely. Um there is a that I've seen a, a large a strong correlation between emotional distress in your life in general and seeing ghosts. So somebody who is clearly seeing ghosts is probably going through um, some other things in their life outside of the ghost world. Mm -hmm. uh, so, anyways, one of the other ones, Stickney Mansion, is a few towns away it's near i think it's in bull valley and um it's known as the house with rounded corners when i was a teenager we would drive past there uh there was also the the satanist house which was right near there <laughs> the satanist house the okay satanist house. call back to the previous um to the previous uh podcast that we just did about witchcraft like remember what i said satanists aren't scary they're just spooky atheists yeah spooky atheists well these well this was meant to be scary though because they were talking about animal sacrifices they were um it was a place you did not want to go by yourself but mm -hmm. they were kind of on the same road so it was kind of like you know a whole to do but um the house with the rounded corners, I've heard different actual, actually uh, different explanations for why the corners were rounded. Um, the one on this video, which I'm going to link, it's a YouTube video for haunted places out in the suburbs of Chicago. But 
it was talking about how it was owned by a couple that was doing, wanted to host seances and parties there. And so they intentionally rounded the corners to, so that, you know, because spirits would like hide out in the corners and they wanted to drive them into kind of the places where they wanted them to be. <laughs> that reminds me of Beetlejuice. <laughs> 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 I was like, Delia totally would have done that if she could. I was like, open up in here. <laughs> you can't let anybody living or dead walk all over you. <laughs> Be a strong spirit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. I But the, the story that I actually grew up with as a teenager, at least, was that the woman was kind of mentally ill or went, was unstable or got increasingly unstable over time and and uh, was convinced she was seeing demons. And so the husband built the house and rounded the corners in the house to kind of appease her um, so that she didn't completely freak out all the time. So kind of just so that we, she could always like see everything. Like, yeah, because not, she was, like, yeah, nothing was hiding in the corners. Yeah, she was terrorized and he was trying to like, you know make sure she didn't freak out and also to kind of stay living in the house. Cause you know, it's expensive to rebuild things and move residences and whatnot, especially probably back then. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyways, so then the other one that I've had personal experience with is the gate, which is uh, I think in Libertyville, Illinois. And uh, the rumor has it, I think it like was several different things. So it was, uh, I think a girl's school, a boy's school as possible. It was an orphanage and it was also a summer camp. And at one time during this whole run of events, um, somebody killed five children and put their heads on spikes on the gate itself. Oh, that's horrible. It's horrible. And it's very strong energy there. It is probably the most haunted place that I've spent time at in quite a while. I mean, oh, that would anyway. do it, right? It's, it is, the energy is really, really weird there. Okay, and they, so like, now that I'm thinking about this and, oh, like, I feel like this is going to be super depressing, but I mean, it's on topic. So here we go. But I mean, whenever people talk about thing, places that are haunted, they're always talking about like ghosts from like decades ago. But okay, so what about like all the shits that's been happening recently? Like what about like these schools that have been shut up shut up? Like what about all of these mass murders that have happened? Like, you know, like that um place in Vegas. Like, I mean, I'm just like interested that maybe if somebody was as sensitive as you was going to some of these places that was like maybe like more of a modern like hellscape that just happened. Like I'm wondering like what we would pick up from that. Oh, yeah. I think it's just trying to get into somewhere. So we'd probably have to just sit there and go, like, what can we, where are we allowed in? I mean, near us? clearly not. I mean, clearly not the schools, obviously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, unless they've shut down, but I don't think any of them I have. Don't, I don't think any of them have. What about, though, the, um, there was that, um, that music festival in Vegas. Music festival in Vegas. Which one was that? It's, it's so sad. We, ha we have to quantify that. It's like, oh, which mass shooting? I can't remember. They happen all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me see if I can look this up real fast. All right. Um, and I'm not trying to be, I, I just, there have been so many. It's hard to keep I know. I know. Exactly. This, this is, this is our, this is our life now. This, this is our country now. 
Ah, yay. Anyway, mass shooting in Vegas. 2017. October 1st, 2017, uh, Stephen Matt Paddock, a 64-year-old man from Mesquite, Nevada, opened fire upon a crowd attending the Route 91 Harvest Music, Music Festival on the Las Vegas Strip in Nevada. Um, between 10.05 and 10.15 p.m., he fired more than 1,000 rounds of ammunition from his 32nd floor suites in the Mandalay Bay Hotel, which killed 60 people, wounded 411, with the ensuing panic bringing the injury total to 867. About an hour later, Paddock was found dead in his room from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. His motive remains officially undetermined. Like, still. <laughs> like, still. Oh. But like, I mean, okay, so the Las Vegas Strip, I feel like, I mean, even before that happened, you could probably like walk through that and feel a whole ton of energy because oh, I can't, I, I can't, the Vegas Strip. Okay, there's two places that I've been to in, in uh, the US that just I can't handle. They're just too yang, like too yang. Yeah. One of them is the Las Vegas Strip and the other one is Sedona, Arizona which a lot of people go to for spiritual purposes. And it is a very spiritual place, but it's so male. Like the energy is so male dominated and mm -hmm. like just so yang that it's like, it pummels me. I cannot handle it. It is so intense there. So both of those places, crazy strong energy. Well, it would be interesting though to see like, okay, I, I mean, what if you went to the 32nd floor suites in the Mandalay Bo Bay Hotel? Oh, yeah, I would like to try. I mean, <laughs> I wonder if they even still have anybody stay there. I mean, I'm like, sure they do. <laughs> yeah, they probably. Yeah, exactly. They probably do. I mean, like, oh, I wouldn't want to stay in there. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, that energy has got to be just horrible and gross and toxic. <gasps> it's yeah. But I mean, that's the kind of place where it is really interesting to spend time because you really need to. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, it makes me sound really morbid, but the more time you spend around places where either things happened or just even cemeteries, the more you start to sense the energy of people who've passed because it's it's a different level of tuning in than seeing an aura, say. Like it's it's a completely different radio frequency and and you have to kind of practice feeling out all these different things like I don't know. It's even sensing water, which is also in that realm of dousing. You you can douse for spirits. You can douse for people who are lost. You can douse for water. And we're probably going to have an episode just on dousing. But it's just it's a it's a different skill with the same kind of idea. So lots of practice. You need lots of practice to kind of like hone it and kind of sense the differences. I would love to kind of spend some more time in places like that. It's the energy is very intense. Yeah. I mean, I think that's was just my point is that, I mean, basically I, it would be just interesting to look into more modern haunted places as opposed to um, places <laughs> that were haunted, like, where Williams Dunning Bryant stayed. <laughs> <laughs> No, you've got a point. A lot of these haunted places are really like old hauntings. Right. Exactly. I mean, and that's I, I think that there is like this old joke about like, how come you never hear about a ghost of somebody who died in like 2006, who's constantly screaming, it's Britney, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, so here's one. Um, 
Was it John? Where was John Wayne Gacy's house in Indiana? Oh, I don't know. I thought that it was in the suburbs somewhere around here. Okay. Oh, it's in Des Plaines. Okay. I don't yeah. know why I was thinking Indiana. So Des Plaines is right by us. Um, it's like between our homes. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, <laughs> that would be an easy way to meet in the middle. <laughs> we have found the medium place. <laughs> Rendezvous at Gacy's. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. But they're listing a couple of different addresses. One of them's in Norwood Park, which is also between our homes. Mm -hmm. So that would be definitely a, a little bit more recent, I think. We should check some of those places out. And Dahmer was in Wisconsin, so we could possibly go there, too. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a whole nother... Did I ever tell you that there was a girl that we went to junior high with, but uh, she actually wrote um, Jeffrey Dahmer a fan letter in high school after he got arrested? What girl? <laughs> so, okay, you'll have to text me with the name. Yeah, I'll have to tell you about that later. <laughs> We're I, I am very. Yeah, no, no, no. We are not going to mention names, but uh, I would be very curious. I have. Yeah. She got a letter back from him. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> just no, no. The bad energy, the mojo off of that thing, just just burn it, burn it, burn it, burn it, burn it. I mean, mostly he just wrote about how bad he felt about everything that he did, so. <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't. He's just no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> just no. Okay, um... Wow, I I'm speechless now. You got you got me. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, I mean, I think that we're see we're bridging two kind of worlds here because they they talk about they mention some serial killers in these haunted places, but it's mostly like oh we saw a ghost. But I think we're talking more about like serial killer homes. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole different thing. And I guess that's kind of my point is. Unless something really dark happened somewhere, I'm not really getting, like, vibes. Right, if people just passed peacefully. Yeah, What? what's that? No. <laughs> if you pass peacefully, you're not bound to the place, okay? <laughs> and honestly, if you are bound to the place because, oh, I don't know, you were a theater, theater worker and you really love the theater and now you get to relive your glory days every single night, who am I to take that away from you? right <laughs> like just let the ghost have its fun <laughs> let it do what it's gonna do oh my gosh there are some ghosts that don't want to go to the light and you know honestly that sounds like a pretty good gig and just just keep doing it <laughs> i'm gonna break out into tori amos's happy phantom <laughs> chasing nuns out in the yard <gasps> well there are things like even in my own life where my great-grandmother died in my house. I ended up moving into the house that she died in. And she passed peacefully. And we were never haunted. <laughs> so, I mean, things can happen and not be a big deal. We even sat in the chair that she died in. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have been my call. But I was a child at the time. And it was a lazy boy. And it was practically new. <laughs> I don't really want to go there right now <laughs> <laughs> it's no wonder you're spooky <laughs> yeah i mean that was like one of the good positive things you know i i had a grandmother on the other side of my family that actually died in my arms and i actually attribute 
having that experience as kind of part of what allows me to kind of sense spirits now because I kind of was able to feel that difference in worlds and that transition. Um, aside from my own near-death experience, I think that it was just a very different feeling. And just feeling someone p- pass peacefully, it's a really beautiful thing. It's a really beautiful feeling. It, it can be. It can definitely just be weird because I'm talking about ghosts brings up so many different like questions about the afterlife and what it looks like and who has answers and who doesn't. Like, I mean, um, my grandmother passed away in um, our house when I was like 17 or 18 or something like that. And it's one of those things where like, I don't know if I necessarily believe in like a Christian heaven or hell. But at the same time, I also firmly believe that my grandmother went to heaven because Like, screw anyone who says differently, including (laughs) myself. Yeah, you know, yeah. (laughs) It's like, that's where she believes she went? That's where she is. (laughs) Who am I to judge? Like, everybody Mm -hmm. should be able to create their own afterlife. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're a Catholic. Yeah, who knows where you're going to when you go into that light? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it would be really annoying though if I like went into the light and I'm be like, hey, it's it's a Walmart. It's a 24 hour Walmart. Thanks, <laughs> thanks God. <laughs> what am oh. I supposed to do with this? <laughs> you ended up in hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, so many versions of hell. That's actually pretty funny just to think about. Like Dante must have had a ball writing Dante's Inferno. Basically, yeah. I I think that I've read somewhere about how um, it was kind of fan fiction to himself. Like he like goes to hell and everybody's like, hey, Dante, what's up? You're awesome. Well, it was just it was like to punish people that he hated in his everyday life. And he had a lot of like political struggles at the time. And it's just it really is an homage to like like what he was living at that time. And that's why it's so hilarious. <laughs> I mean, some of the things he did to his contemporaries is just mind blowing. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to bars. To the bars. I'm going to let you set the stage for a second just about the bars, if you could do that. All right. All right. Yes. And a lot of these that I have actually been to. So that's super fun. So hold on. I have to get away from 2017 Las Vegas shooting. That's depressing. To the bars, the haunted bars. Okay. So which one of these have I been to? <laughs> okay, so here is the listing of spookiest pubs in Chicago. This is from um, chaibarproject.com. Thank you, Virgo Lass. <laughs> okay. All of these in alphabetical order. So, <laughs> Bucktown Pub, a nasty former owner who likes to throw things. Likes to throw things? Yep. Oh, that could get fun. <laughs> See, I feel like all of these are something that maybe you wouldn't necessarily experience like as somebody who goes there, but you probably definitely experience as somebody who works there. <laughs> Why you need to tip your bartenders. <laughs> Please tip the bartenders. <laughs> all right. California Clipper. A graceful lady in white. Okay, that doesn't sound particularly threatening. 
No, no. She she sounds like she's just having a good time. She's hanging out, wearing white, you know, saying hi. Doing the white thing. Okay. <laughs> wearing the white. <laughs> Here we go. Chet's Melody Lounge, the infamous Resurrection Mary. Okay. That's so that ties back in with is that near what? It's near a Justice. cemetery. Justice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Country House in Clarendon Hills, a woman in white beckons. All these women in white. Yeah. Hmm. I guess like, yeah, like just maybe don't wear white. Maybe then you won't be a ghost. (laughs) Okay. Yes. No more white for me. (laughs) Edgewater Lounge, which I'm trying to think if that's still around. I live very close to there, but um, I can't remember if I've been there or anyway. Former owner Mary who haunts upstairs. So it's either a Mary or a woman in white or a, a Mary form, in white. The, it's the former owner who's named whose name was Mary who haunts the upstairs. And I don't know if she's wearing white or not. Hmm. It just seems like a lot of these are falling back on either Mary or a woman in white or both. I mean, to be fair, like back in the day, everybody named their daughters <laughs> Mary. Like, I mean, if you were if you were if you were Irish Catholic, you had the name Mary somewhere in your name, whether like it was the first name or the middle name or the third name. <laughs> but so like there were there was some kind of like Mary in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bar called Ethel's Party. I've never heard of it. And I've <laughs> I don't know where it is, but it sounds fun. Wait, it Ethel's says, Party? Yes. That sounds so familiar. I thought I went to a bar named Ethel's and okay. It's the anyway, it's haunted by the ghosts from the former funeral home. Oh, oh, it's in Desplains. Desplains again. Desplains. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what it's saying, but I don't quite understand. I'll have to do more research on that one. Cause it's not, it's pulling up weird things. That wouldn't be surprising. Haunted bars. <laughs> i'll try ethel's party in illinois how's that all right so aside from ethel's party which we don't know so what does it say about that oh dive bars 2600 south wentworth chicago permanently closed oh sad (laughs) so yeah it was haunted by the ghosts from the former funeral home so i guess that it's just haunting whatever's going to be there next Oh my gosh. Did I ever tell you the story about I had like a second cousin who worked at a funeral home and he was driving a hearse and he, he drank a lot and Uh-oh. he got in a car accident and he died. And then they couldn't figure out how many people had died right away because <laughs> there was somebody oh. in the back. Is this one dead or pretty dead? Oh, yeah. So they thought two were dead, and it turned out it was just one. Because <laughs> the <laughs> other one was already. But I mean, yeah, that's kind of what I'm working with. All right. Hey. Next one Excalibur Nightclub. Is that uh, something? It's, oh, I mean, it's, it's probably got screwed by the pandemic. I mean, like, when the hell is Excalibur going to open back up? <gasps> Oh, true. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Never For mind. people who aren't local, Excalibur is like the really giant nightclub in Chicago where, I mean, I it, it's kind of where you would just go to people watch. It's where you would go to get 
hit on by um, like European millionaires or people who say that they are European millionaires. Basically, it's sketchy mix sketch town, but it can be pretty fun <laughs> if that's what you're going there for. <laughs> But it is apparently haunted by great Chicago fire victims. Oh, gosh. What building in Chicago wasn't haunted by that? Seriously. I mean, really? Okay. Huh. Interesting. And it looks like a castle. Okay. So next one, actually, you have been here. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. We've been here together. Fireside Inn. Um, Do you remember um, one? It's... It was that um, restaurant we went to for brunch, and we went there with our other friends from high school for, like, our little mini high school reunion, and it was, like, that little back patio. Yes. Yes. Lovely, lovely brunch place. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I'm getting hot just thinking about it. I'm sorry. I'm getting turned on by brunch. What is wrong with me? We miss brunch so much. apparently haunted by ghosts from rose hill cemetery across the streets oh makes a lot of sense (laughs) so what do do the ghosts do anything or it's just a general overall say just yeah just overall just like you know there's a ghost there i mean it's just spillover from the cemetery they're just like (laughs) the cemetery's boring i'm going to the bar well you know what it's a happening place i don't fault the ghosts at all yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) awesome seriously need to go back there (laughs) so the next one is frankie's roadhouse in willow springs and it is haunted by unknown spirits (laughs) wow you had me there (laughs) i mean it's called frankie's roadhouse like it's got to be haunted by someone (laughs) where is it willow springs Willow Springs. That sounds so familiar. Is that south or east or not east? No west? idea. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, I think I, I it sounds like it would be very pretty. It sounds like it would be like you know, kind of like um, very like be very charming. Um, it would have like uh, like maybe it sounds like Galena ish. Like maybe you could go there for like you know, like an Airbnb and like, you know, a winery and, you know, some brunch and then go to Frankie's Roadhouse and hang out with some unknown spirits. <laughs> I'm looking and honestly, well, it's near, it's, I, I don't understand what I'm seeing here. I'm, I'm looking at this map going, uh, Willow Brook, but I want to say it says it's um, a village in West Central Cook County, Illinois. Okay, that makes sense. So, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of Illinois. <laughs> I don't know, understand why Columbia Woods is being so pushed. Oh, it's because it's right by Willow Springs. Whatever. Oh, it's by Justice. So we could actually take oh, a tour. Oh, hey. So, yeah, so we can go to Justice. We can go to Chet's Melody Lounge and then Frankie's Roadhouse. <laughs> oh, my God. It will be a, it will be a haunted pub crawl. <laughs> so we're going to be hanging out with Resurrection Mary. <laughs> And then we're going to go hang out with some unknown spirits. <gasps> and I bet that those unknown spirits are going to have shit to say about Resurrection Mary. Oh, my like, God. Oh, God. She's so full of herself. I will bring my cards and my pendulum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good times. All right. I'm so psyched now. So I don't have the list in front of me. How many? So, uh, there's a few more. Okay. 
But yeah, so next one I've been to, Gold Star Bar, super fun bar in Wicker Park, um, haunted by a would-be robber shot dead by the bartender. <laughs> well, at least he got him before he did any damage. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't, ha- it wasn't haunted by the bartender who got shot, so. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, next one is Guthrie's Tavern, a former owner that died on the premises. Where's that? Oh. I don't even know, but it sounds very familiar. All right. I will check at Guthrie's Tavern. Say that five times fast. I have not had any wine. That's not true. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even give a shout out. It's something red. All right. Guthrie's Tavern. I'm hoping I pulled up. It's a 773. So it's got to be, it's temporarily closed, but it looks like it's set to reopen. It's got microbrews, blah, blah, blah. What place doesn't have microbrews in the Chicagoland area now? Very true. I mean, it is like the schnizzle. I don't drink beer, but there's that. Okay, 1300 West Addison. So it's... (laughs) I don't know why they're like not telling me. Oh, Chicago. (laughs) West Addison Street in Chicago. Okay. All right. Does that help? I don't know if that helps. I mean... it could be Wrigleyville-ish. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm trying to, it's, it looks like it's in or near Boys Town. It's actually pretty close to the IHOP that I know I've been to. Yeah, it's in Wrigleyville. Oh, yeah, totally Wrigleyville. Yeah. Oh, God, so many douchebag spirits in there, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I got feelings about the Wrigleyville spirits. <laughs> She's going to tell those spirits where to go. Go to the something. Maybe not the light. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you guys know where to go. (laughs) Go somewhere. Okay, so the next one. Okay, it's called the Hang Up, but it is spelled H-A-N-G-G-E-U-P-P-E. I have never heard of this place, but it is haunted by a woman who was killed in the former speakeasy. Oh, why was she killed? It doesn't say. Okay. <laughs> Chai Bar Project doesn't get into the details. Wow. It's a casual bi-level bar with quirky decor ranging from tiki to rock and roll, dance floors, and late hours. Ooh, it's on Elm Street. Ooh. It sounds fun. <laughs> Temporarily closed. But I, yeah, man, I want to go back out and about. And- oh, I know. I want to go to bars. Bars, I miss you. Haunted otherwise. <laughs> We're not luscious at all. We just appreciate being in around people with yeah. spirits. Around people with spirits and spirits. Yes, double spirits. Double spirits. <laughs> okay, next one is Liars Club. Oh, I have heard of that one. Yes. That one is haunted by a woman butchered by her husband. Oh, any particular reason? Doesn't say. I don't know. He was probably just a douchebag. <laughs> he knows where to go. <laughs> wow, that's depressing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, this one's funny. Um, the next one is Old St. Andrew's Inn, haunted by Frank Giff, former owner and flirt. Oh, okay. So... Are, like, women complaining about being, like, pinched on the butt, or? 
I mean, could be. It doesn't say why, like, I mean, why it's important that he was a flirt or, like, why he is haunting it. <laughs> Maybe he just was like, this bar is the place to be, you know, like the old man who lived in the drain in the treatment room of my old spa who got to watch a lot of naked vagina. <laughs> Yeah, some places are just better to haunt than others. <laughs> okay, so the next one, I really I've been here before, the tonic room. Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Haunted by a woman murdered in the basement. <sighs> so many women murdered. What the uh, it's, hey? al- it's always women murdered. We know this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so did they say why? No, they don't say why. They don't go into the details for details for any of these. Uh. Next one is Webster's Wine Bar. <laughs> in quotations, something upstairs in former bo- in former bordello. Now that would be a cool place to drink a former bordello. That would be. <sighs> so many stories. Yeah, so many. those walls could talk. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, and the last one. This one's super lame. <laughs> Wrigley Field haunted by oh. the Billy Goat Curse and occasional Sox fans. Uh, okay, but what about the Billy Goat like bar or whatever? Why not there then? The Billy Goat ca- Tavern. Yeah, yeah, maybe they go there too. I don't know. Again, like Wrigleyville is just like full of like douchebag ghosts. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> Uh, I'm checking because I feel like, I mean, and I've been to the Billy Goat. The burgers were good. <laughs> I think I was there once. I don't know. I'm going to ask if that's haunted as well because I'm just curious. Still haunted by Murphy the Billy Goat. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's not even haunted by an actual, the Billy Goat curse isn't even an actual ghost. It was what, like, um, someone who was just like pissed off and said, the Cubs will never win another game. Yeah, the curse of the billy goat, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> but somebody somebody was talking about a bounce check, too. Oh, I never heard about that one. All right. Alleged curse incidents. Ooh. Okay. Origins of the curse. Uh, exact nature of the curse differ in various accounts of the incident. Some state that Sienna's... A C, is it Sienna's? Um state that he declared that no World Series games would ever again be played at the Wrigley Field, while others believe that his ban was on the Cubs appearing in the World Series, making no mention of a specific venue. And then Sienis's family claims that he dispatched a telegram to team own- owner Philip K. Wrigley, which read, you are going to lose this World Series and you are never going to win another World Series again. You are never going to win a World Series again because you insulted my goat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and yeah, and we did win in 2016, and we saw what that brought about. (laughs) Yeah, I just so there's alleged curse incidents, and they are so many, and they are all related to the Cubs. And (sighs) yeah, I think that it's. Seriously, it can really sound like. I don't even know in here. I mean, like, uh, way more than two 60-pound dogs. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, oh, there are actually two more bars that I missed down here. They are um, labeled under Gone But Not Forgotten. Okay. 
So uh, Clark Bar, a few doors down from the site of the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Oh, lovely. Mm -hmm. And the other was the Red Lion Pub. More ghosts than you can shake a stick at. (laughs) Where was that? Yeah, I feel. Oh, yeah. I I don't know if I've ever been there. I'm like looking at the picture of it right now. But um, I, I know. I swear I've been here. Anyway, the haunted legend that currently houses the Red Lion Pub is currently vacant as the building is been to- is to be torn down and a new one housing a new Red Lion Pub will be constructed in its place. So oh, there it will has be, been. Yeah, there so is. there will be another one, and I'm sure the same ghosts will be there. No, no, no. It exists now, so there might be an old article because oh, they're there saying it's is. open. <laughs> Like, if we went there right now, they would give us food. Good to know. Good to know. Yummy, actually, fish and chips and shepherd's pie. (laughs) We should go there. See, another thing. We should go there. This is really crazy. So we're going to have to research the red lion and figure out, like, what types of ghosts were there. That you could shake a stick at. Right. And I'm then... like reading this right now, but it's just like a review of the actual pub and it says nothing about it being haunted. Oh, <laughs> I think that I finally I think I finally got to it. Okay, it was originally built in 1889 years after the Great Chicago Fire. See, we're starting there right now. Okay, across the street lies the Biograph Theater where Don- John Dillinger was gunned down by Melvin Purvis. Oh, what a name. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to live that yeah. one down. Dillin- Ooh, Dillinger was fingered by the lady in red, who was a Romanian brothel owner named Anna Campanas, a.k.a. Anna Sage, who ratted him out in an attempt to avoid deportation. She actually wore an orange skirt and a white blouse, so she wasn't wearing red. <laughs> Dillinger- <laughs> an orange skirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I guess lady in orange doesn't have the same ring to it. But yeah, he liked to stop by what is now the Red Lion Pub for an apple prior to the movies. Oh, how wholesome. <laughs> as the building then served as a Greek fruit stand. The building later became a produce store, a laundry, an IBM typewriter assembly factory, and a head shop where present-day owner Colin Cordwell claims is a 3.5 rolling paper was invented. The building was rescued from absolute filth as Dirty Dan's in 1984, and it took them three months to clean the place out prior to renovations. They even served all-you-can-eat spaghetti with a a salad bar prior to that. Would you ever eat at a place called Dirty Dan's? (laughs) No. No, I would not. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of, there was like this like frugal show on like TLC or something. I can't remember what it was called. It was like the cheapest people and they had a store and I want to say it was like dirty Dan's or something where you could go and buy expired food. That doesn't sound great. (laughs) It was like a whole to do. I don't know. It's just those people. Extreme cheapskates. That was the show. Okay. I finally found the ghosts that are haunting this place. Okay. Okay. There's a whole list of them. There's a scruffy swaggering cowboy. Two males, one of which is a bearded, dark-haired man who was killed by a blonde-haired man as a result of a gambling debt. Oh, always gambling. A dark-haired woman named Sharon, dressed in 1920s-era clothing, who likes to hold the ladies' restroom door shut on the second floor, trapping female patrons for at least 15 to 20 minutes. That is some bullshit, Sharon. (laughs) 
Wow, that doesn't sound like a Sharon. That sounds like a Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but she also likes to tidy the place up. (laughs) Oh, well then. See? Still a Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. A disembodied female scream, also from the restroom upstairs, uh, when the scream was once heard in his presence, a woman cop kicked in the locked door only to find no one inside. Okay, a 20-year-old mentally disabled woman who was known for wearing too much lavender perfume and can now be detected by the same smell. John Cordwell's father, who did not receive a proper burial back in England. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He's still angry about it. He's still pissed about it, man. A woman that died from an epileptic seizure in the restaurant area downstairs. Oh, oh, and we have Dirty Dan, a malicious former owner, Dirty Dan Danforth, who is believed to be responsible for an invisible oh, force. Wait, 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 wait. His name was Dan Danforth? Yes. Dirty okay. Dan Danforth. <laughs> All right. Who is believed to be responsible for an invisible force that shoved Colin Cordwell down the stairs, which sent Colin to the hospital. He himself used to speak of his invisible friends to the video store owner across the street. Mm. And then John Cordwell himself, who passed away in 1999, oh, look, modern ghost, and allegedly appeared as a bright smoke-like spirit spirit in a photo taken of a couple one night in the pub in 2003. Colin claims the light is clearly that of his father due to the outline of his cap glasses and hand on the woman's breast. Whoa. (laughs) Ah, horny ghost. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit lecherous, I see. Yep. Wow. Well, one thing this this uh, doing this uh, show has kind of called to my attention is that there are way more scary haunted places than I gave even Illinois credit for. So I think that this is going to have to be its own. This could be part of our weekly, one of our weekly themes, actually because we were kind of vacillating on themes, but there's so many haunted places to cover. It's true. Yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, like when you think of haunted, like you really do think of the South, like the South, I mean, like those ghosts make their presence known. (laughs) There's so many cool places and uh, yeah. And I'd like to definitely delve into kind of exploring some do live with the podcast and seeing how all that turns out eventually. So make sure to kind of follow us on Twitter. I'm at chick underscore mystic and Virgo Lass is Lass Virgo. So um, you can get kind of up to date information. We will post live links to the show. And also after shows have been edited and uploaded, they are also reposted on Twitter. Um, you can also follow us on Podbean. You can follow us anywhere that you are actually listening to the show other than Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, etc. And if you have like three seconds, just go ahead and give us uh, five stars. And if you have like five minutes, please give us a review because I don't think we have any reviews yet. And we would like to see what people think of us. Yes, and definitely any feedback, any upcoming show topics that you would like to hear about, please reach out to me on Twitter. Also, I have a Facebook page 
for Mystic Chick. If you want to check that out, you can check that out on, um, I think Podbean has that information. And yeah, just anything that you guys want to hear about, we can definitely delve into. So very interactive. Yay. (laughs) We're here for you guys. Yeah. (laughs) And on that note, because Sasha's getting chatty again. (laughs) (laughs) There are no words. She's got words. <laughs> you want to come and say goodnight to everybody? She's like, I don't know. Are you going to give me a cookie? It's all about bribery. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> on that note, uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of your week and stay mystical. Good night, my witches. <laughs> <laughs>